Excuse me. What are you doing here? Uh, we're looking for a girl. We? Oh, good evening. What do you want? Um, one of our pupils, Susan Foreman, came into this yard. Really? In here? Are you sure? Yes. We saw her from across the street. One of their pupils, not the police, then. I, I beg your pardon? Why were you spying on her? Who are you? Thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Mac. And I'm Caleb. And this is a podcast normally where a Doctor Who veteran and a Doctor Who beginner go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. Uh, However, in the last episode, the Doctor fucking died. So instead, we decided to do a special bonus episode called The Doctor is Out, where we take a look back on... uh, William Hartnell and the show as a whole in general. It's kind of like uh, Goodbye, My Dear, only probably a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. No idea. This is the first time we've done a bonus episode. This thing could be like 20 minutes long or it could be an hour and a half. Who knows? Let's find out. <laughs> but uh, before we before we really get into it, uh, Caleb, general thoughts on the series so far. How are we doing? Checking, checking in. How, how do you, how are you liking the show so far? Oh boy. Well, uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Some of them more conflicting than others. I would say overall, I'm actually not really a fan of the show. Yeah, collectively, yeah, I can, uh, as a yeah, whole. Yeah, I can tell. If I, if some, if something happened and this podcast tragically ended and I never watched another episode of Doctor Who, I probably wouldn't lose that much sleep over it. <laughs> the caveat being the the last few episodes, particularly the War Machines, like that's when it kind of started to click for me. I'm like, okay, now we're getting into the really cool shit. Yeah, yeah. There was just there were I mean like and you know it's it's the production of the era. It's the fact that the mm-hmm. first half of the show they had no money, mm-hmm. and then like other episodes were bogged down by drama. So. Mm-hmm. But there, there are things I very—I I would say like this: there are things that about the show I really appreciate. But do I like the show? No, not particularly. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully that'll change. And if not, tough. <laughs> it's gonna be really great when we're seven years in this. I'm like, wow, Caleb, we just wrapped up the tenth season of New Who. What do you think? I'm like, honestly, I really don't like this show. <laughs> So is it going to get good anytime soon? <laughs> I mean, Mac, I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm locked in your basement, I wouldn't be watching this right now. <laughs> oh, Caleb, come on. I can't afford a place that has a basement. Caleb, come on. It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so overall, thought there there are some real banger moments, but they're few and far between. That's fair. Um, I'll be honest. A lot of the uh, classic Who moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, this episode's really fucking good have not happened yet. So, like, (laughs) the fact that we have gotten to this point and you were like, no, I don't like this show. I'm not super offended. Maybe by the time we get to the end of, like, the fourth Doctor, I'll feel like, not even a little bit? (laughs) Not even a little. (laughs) 
like, are you sure? We're watching the same show, right? And you're like, well, what about this moment? I'm like, yeah, that's fine, I guess. And you're like, no, it's not fine, Caleb. It's amazing. In, uh, instead of talking about the show in general, let's go a little bit more specific here. What do we think of the Doctor? What do we think of the Doctor as a character? What do we think of him as William Hartnell's portrayal of him? Um, I, I know this specific part of Doctor is Out will get a little bit more, you know, nuanced as we get further into the series. I struggle with nuance. I'm a very black and white person. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Just uh, for for right now, what, what do we think of the Doctor? I was... Uh, very off-put by the Doctor at first. I don't really know what I was expecting because I don't know shit about Doctor Who. But he was just so hostile. Mm-hmm. It was off-putting at first, and then I kind of liked it. Uh, once I kind of like knew that he was an asshole uh, and I started getting like groove, I was like, okay, yeah, Doctor. And every time he's a dickhead, I was like, yeah, Doctor, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, be a raging dickhead. And then he started being nice, and I was off-put again. <laughs> You know, it's strange because a lot of people have that reaction to the first Doctor, specifically people who have become fans of the show exclusively through New Who, and then they're like, hey, I want to go back and uh, watch the watch it from the very beginning. And then the first Doctor is just very different from what they know, because I would describe the first Doctor as the black sheep of the character, because he is much more there there are definitely incarnations that are significantly more dickish than others there are some that are just straight up dicks but uh, this is the first but this first doctor is very abrasive for lack of a better word yeah abrasive is a good word and like i said like it was off-putting at first but i actually kind of liked it after a while like once i kind of like got over whatever preconceived notion I had about what the Doctor was, and, like, this is who the Doctor is, I really started to get into a groove of it. And then, yeah, and then he has this character arc where he becomes nicer, and that's all fine, character growth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but damn it, I want my black and white. Yeah, but damn it, the Doctor just be an asshole and just own it. Because, uh, yeah. uh, honestly, my favorite moments are when he's just, it's not even him being an asshole, but him just being like, uh, whatever, I really don't care what you think. Yeah. As for William Hartnell's performance, uh, I think it's, again, I think it was an expectation thing because I really did not like it at first. This, like, weirdly, like, upscale but eccentric persona. Uh, I don't know. I It was off-putting at first, but I don't know. I got used to it after a while, so. I think for who the character is at the very beginning, I think Hartnell does a good job. Flubs and difficulty remembering his lines aside which quite frankly just kind of add to his charm anyway no <laughs> so, I, I agree i i like the flubs <laughs> again it's kind of hard to uh say this to you who has not experienced any other doctor but i would argue that he is the one who has the biggest character arc out of all of them since he does just start out just detesting humans he would give anything to be anywhere else in the known universe other than 1963 britain <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as he begins to travel with people, and I like to think it's, uh, Steven who just like is constantly calling him out on his bullshit that makes him change the most. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Steven and like a kind of, like a combination of Steven and Vicky, I think. Cause uh, he's kind of starts that arc with Vicky, but yeah, Steven definitely mm-hmm. pushes his buttons a lot. I think having Susan de- depart is probably one of the biggest character moments for him of like, I 
I no longer have this attachment to to my home. I have I no longer have someone who has blood ties to me to basically not force them, but obligate them to be around me. Mm-hmm. So I should probably get along with these other people maybe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite character moments, like like I like the goodbye my dear speech, but I really think one of my favorite character moments with the Doctor was when Ian and Barb left. Mm. Yeah, just the way he so was like so violently repulsed by the idea that they'd want to leave. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's another big character moment for him. It, just especially because they left on a Dalek ship. Mm-hmm. Headcan, I'm sure that is actually real. When he was emphasizing just how dangerous it was, like you know, it's just as likely to blow up as it as it is to get back to 1963. That all just felt like a lie. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, so I mean, those are broadly my thoughts. He grows on you a lot, I think. So if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched the show yet, and you're listening for some reason, he does grow on you. It's a brace of it first, but the more it goes, the more natural it feels. I think. Yeah, I would agree. Do you have any more thoughts about the Doctor specifically, or should we start going into, like, favorites? Oh, geez, I don't really have any more speci- or general thoughts about the Doctor. We could probably talk about very specific things in detail. Is there anything specific you want to ask me? Well, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, my personal favorite Doctor moment. And uh, not moment from the show, but moment of the Doctor. Like, what? And I'm... I'm honestly having difficult. I mean, I know, I mean, no, no, it's because it spans so many more episodes than literally any other character. But like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pin down what I think my favorite moment is. Okay, I'll give it to you, and it's gonna surprise you because it's from my least favorite episode, which we'll get to later. Okay, but if there was a moment where I was like, yeah, that's the Doctor, man. <laughs> like that's that's what he does. It's in the Romans. When Vicky basically suggests, like, did you give Nero the idea to burn down Rome? And his response is, well, he's probably going to do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Uh, The single most Doctor moment of the whole show. (laughs) I know how much you fucking hate the Romans, but I do legitimately love. I do legitimately love the Doctor and Vicky during that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so many things I hate about the Romans, except that moment. That moment is great. I think that that moment is going to be living with us for the rest of the show. <laughs> My favorite, I, you know what? I got it. My favorite doctor moment is right after Steven air quote leaves and he's all alone for the first time. And he's just talking to himself and how he might have to go home, but he can't. And everybody's left him one by one. Mm-hmm. And okay. That, that moment of self-reflection of the doctor. And I just, I really, really like that moment. And I'm still fucking pissed that we, cannot see it yeah i don't even want that entire story to be renewed i just want that scene yeah just that moment you know the only good scene in the massacre (laughs) (laughs) i have a similar one like a similar good moment that i really wish i could see uh it's really the whole last half of this episode but the last episode of the dalek master plan so after they've gone through all of this Mm. and they've gone through like the time aging bomb and that chick turns the dust in steven's hands and they get in the ship, and you can hear, um, is it Peter Purvis? Is that Stephen's name? Yeah. Just in Peter Purvis's narration, you just feel the exhaustion of the moment. Yeah. And God, that would be so awesome to see. Yeah. I mean, that's just showing that they weren't going, fuck. Fuck, dude. That was 12 goddamn episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a moment I would just kill to see. So. Yeah, yeah. Just kill. Like, seriously, I'll do it. 
point out the person. I'll kill him. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> would you kill a man? I feel like we might actually differ on this at this point. I'm not entirely sure. Who would you say your favorite companion was? Oh, man. See, it's tough. I wrote that down. Um, it's a toss-up for me. Can I say Polly? <laughs> you can say Polly. If Polly's your favorite, sure. Polly's a boss bitch, and great. I love Polly. Uh, I don't feel like I can say it's her, though, just because like, we haven't had enough moments with her. Because mm. uh, like, like, why I would say, yeah, Polly's my favorite. I also could not tell you what my favorite moment with Polly is. I mean, I can tell you what my favorite moment with Polly is. Um, So I actually think I'm going to say my favorite companion is Steven. Really? Yes. Okay. Why do you say Steven? Because while while I love Vicky, it was it it really was it was a toss up between Vicky and Stephen for the real contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I loved how smart Vicky was and how well she solved problems, I really just kind of love how aggressive and in your face Stephen was a lot of the times with the doctor. Yeah, the best example being in the massacre when he's like, "You just let that girl die for no reason." Uh, and like you have these rules about what you can and can't do with time. He's like, but that's just to make yourself feel better and absolve yourself of guilt. I thought that was great. So yeah, yeah. No, Steven Steven is top tier. My favorite, my favorite is Vicky. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't really need to go into detail as to why, because it feels like every single episode since she's been introduced, we've talked about how great Vicky is, including episodes that she's not in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did her dirty though. They did, yeah. She she has probably the. I was about to say she has the least satisfying departure, and then I remember Dodo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, takes a drink of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this episode is sponsored by Crown Royal Whiskey and Cola, which is Crown and Flat Pop. <laughs> I think we will not diverge here. Who's your least favorite companion? Susan, but Ian was a very close second for me. Really? Ian was a close second for Mm -hmm. you? Okay, we all know why Susan sucks. Why was Ian your second least favorite? Ian was just a a relentlessly frustrating character because he was supposed to be smarter than he actually was. Moments Mm. like in the Keys of Mariners when, um, was it the Keys of Mariners? Because he doesn't recognize, oh no, because in the Keys of Mariners, he recognizes a pool of acid. But in the Planet of Giants, he's looking at a big notebook with a chemical formula. And he's like, oh, I can't make it out. Yeah. Although I'm looking at, I'm looking at my companion uh, ranking now, and I am now realizing that Ian is also my least, fa- my second to least favorite because, yeah, yeah. So the what the Ian saving grace over Susan's was I could think of a favorite moment with Ian. I could think of a moment with Ian where I was like, yes. <laughs> Ian's saving grace over Susan for me is the fact that Ian never annoyed me. Yeah, that's fair too. My eardrums will never survive. No. They they are they are still healing after <laughs> listening to Susan. And like I went I went back the other day. I I say the other day. I have no idea how long ago back long ago I did this. But I went back to rewatch The Keys of Marinus because I wanted to reassure myself was it as good as I remember it being? And I really enjoyed it, but just watching susan just like ah! and like like cling to whatever adult was closest was oh god that's just the worst yeah yeah it was Su- my favorite moment with susan is when she leaves the show so that tells me uh, yeah 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 no kidding 
Yeah, uh, and then I have about 100,000 least favorite moments with Susan, and they're all the ones where she screams. Yeah, well, if it helps, and I know I think we've mentioned this before, but Carolyn Ford agrees with us. The character of Susan was originally supposed to be a little bit more like Vicky, like a bit more of a, a little bit more sassy, but then they, like rewrote her and re and like that's and carolyn ford was cast when that was the conceit of the character and then they rewrote her and rewrote her and rewrote her until she was what you see before you and uh carolyn ford was just like this is fucking bullshit this is not the character i signed up for <laughs> so yeah i mean what are you gonna do <laughs> sexism and junk i guess i'm i'm going to go ahead and uh put a nix on any sort of like recurring villains like the Daleks. But uh who's your favorite villain? Hmm. Mm. Wu Tan from the War Machines. Okay. Wu Tan Wo Tan. Wo Tan, yeah. Wo Tan. Okay, why is Wotan your favorite? I would say Wotan just because I I really like villains that are, seem to be this like all encompassing, like infinitely more intelligent than you power. So because mm. I would actually say the follow up to that uh, my favorite villain in concept is the plant brain thing from the web planet. Yeah, what was that one called? Um, fuck, what was that one called? But but I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I just I, I I like well like I I don't like H.P. Lovecraft, but I like Lovecraftian stories. Yeah. So man made or elder god things like beyond our comprehension are really cool to me. Sorry, I'm looking it up. The Animus. The Animus. I was trying to think. I was like, I'm trying to remember one of the Monoptera saying its name out loud. And I was like, I can't remember what it's called. The, uh, animus. the reason the, the Animus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. We'll get to that. We'll fucking get to that. Anyway. Um, my favorite is uh, Tatoxel from the Oh, Space. yeah. That makes ah, sense. Fucking yeah. love that guy. Yeah, Tatoxel's great. <laughs> Um, he is top tier. The I think my my honorable mention goes to the monk. Oh yeah, see, I do love the monk. I, I thought the monk was annoying. I like the I like the monk in theory. Like I love the idea of another time traveling wizardy do man that mm -hmm. uh, is opposed to the doctor. But I thought the time meddler was or the monk was kind of like bumbling, and his plans were half baked. <laughs> His his plan did did have a, an air of something 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 profit. Yeah. <laughs> so. I said, "Here's the plan: travel back in time, cash in, cash out." <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a reason why the monk is my honorable mention and not my actual answer. <laughs> um, I just I just liked when uh, in the Dalek Master Plan when he came in and he was just so. Willing to switch back and forth to whoever's most convenient that he'll survive. Yeah. Um, I thought that was good. Oh, my honorable mention, I'd say, would be the little brain things in that one episode of the Keys of Marinus. Yes. I think those were like... See, at one point I called them the brains of Morbius, but now I'm realizing that was a... that's actually an episode title later. I think it might be Mobius, actually. It's Morbin time. There's your meme reference for the episode. Morpho. Morpho. The Morphos, also known as the Brains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like those things. Uh, that whole episode, that's my favorite episode of the Keys of Marinus, I think. Yeah, it is. Same with me. And honestly, I feel like we might have a contender for it, but I do think that if we were to pick our favorite just 
singular episode. I really think that one takes it for Ooh, me. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's a tough question. Favorite singular episode? I'd have to I'd have to consult the list. <laughs> yeah, it's either that one or for some reason I want to say something from the gunfighters. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's a tie for me. because uh, I more or less agree with you. I think singular, like when I'm looking back on episodes, I'd be like, man, that was actually pretty good. It's that one. And then also the last episode of the chase. Ah, yeah. The yeah, chase pretty good. The chase has my favorite moment of the show, period. Uh, you know, genocide. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the chase or the end of the Dalek Master Plan? The end of the chase. Okay, okay. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, man, the Dalek Master... Yes, the Dalek Master Plan is an amazing moment. But I can actually see the chase. Because <laughs> whereas I was listening to him being like, this is metal as hell. I wish I could see it. I saw the chase. I was like, whoa, this show is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then we got to the next episode. I was like, and we're back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that's the thing about Doctor Who that you just kind of have to accept if you're going to be watching it. It's a roller coaster. Like, there are ups <laughs> and downs. <laughs> uh, on the flip side of this coin, uh, least favorite villain. <sighs> Nero. Nero? Hands down, Nero. It's a good choice. Good choice. I feel like I should ask you why, but I don't think I need to. I feel like it's obvious. (laughs) I mean, that's like the one that comes to mind. Let me scroll through the list real quick and see if there's anything else that annoys me more. My answer is uh, Elakir from the Crusade. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of villains who you like, who you love to hate. And then there's Elakir, who's like actually scum and like... (laughs) <laughs> I really, really hated that guy. I'll give him this. He's not my least favorite, even after being reminded about him, strictly because I thought he was forgettable. I mean, I did not even remember he was a villain until you brought it up. <laughs> That's fair. My honorable mention does go to uh, Tagana from Marco Polo, who does, <laughs> who does not win because he's hilariously incompetent, and that kind of raises him a couple of points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, uh, you know what? I think Tagana is so incompetent. He's my second honorable mention for favorite villain. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> now, here's a an award that you suggested, and I know why you suggested it. Best death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, there were some cool deaths. Obviously, it's the one where Sarah turns the fucking dust in Steven's hands. My God, what a moment. Yeah. You suggested that one. I was like, he just wants to talk about the Sarah and Dustin <laughs> <one> again. <laughs> I sure do. How many times have we mentioned in this episode? But yeah, the Sarah Sarah takes the takes the cake for best death. I do have an honorable mention for least favorite villain. Okay, the Sensorites at large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because well, I mean, really, only only one of them was a real actual bad guy, which was the city administrator. He was also incompetent, but he was much more aware that he was incompetent. <laughs> or like he was accidentally incompetent. It was it was he kept having good plans, but <laughs> circumstances kept happening. Well, I I just I remember early. I fight you on this one because I I kind of love. <laughs> he's on the same level as Tagana with me. I love how incompetent he is and just banging his head on the wall in the background. Well, I think I think what frustrated me the most about them, particularly in the first half of that whole arc, was they're like, oh, like 
they're trying to be like threatening, right? They're like, hey, like we don't want to kill you, but we will. And then like Ian like walks towards them and they back up, and I'm like, just beat them up. <laughs> they're a bunch of nerds. Yeah, they're just nerds. <laughs> just beat them up. <laughs> This is actually a scenario where violence will solve all the problems. <laughs> it's like you hit one of the sensorites and they're like, oh my god, what was that? <laughs> we haven't slapped someone in the face in 5,000 years. Legends told of the face slap, but I never thought I would see one. <laughs> now this one is going to be somehow even tougher than favorite doctor moment. Favorite moment. Oh, just in general? Just from what we've seen so far, what is your favorite moment? Because, see, I have mine, but I also have three honorable mentions. Oh, my God. I am wildly underprepared for this moment. Okay, okay. I I will go first and and buy you some time. My favorite moment, easily, out of everything that happened, was the moment in the arc where Two had his maniacal laugh. And then Dodo's just like, you're up to something, aren't you? And he just like turns to the turns to the human that was standing right next to him, apparently. And he's like, um, no. <laughs> That's the hardest I've laughed this entire show. And I, it, it had to it had to be my favorite moment. My my honorable mentions go to Susan's departure, Stephen's half departure. And the doctor getting engaged to the Aztec woman. <laughs> Classic doctor. I would say I'm going to give a good comedic moment and like my favorite emotional high moment. I don't know. My favorite funny moment, similar to yours, um, is in the Dalek invasion of Earth. <laughs> when the doctor is like talking to Ian, scheming about how to beat the Daleks. And that Dalek is there and just goes, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm, chef's kiss. That's very good. Favorite emotional moment, though. Uh, I think Barb and Ian's departure, actually. Mm, yeah, that's good. That was, a good. that was a good scene. So we're mm-hmm. all... Yeah, and just them kind of like realizing that we could go home. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Well, Caleb, uh, now we come to the part of this special uh, that I was looking forward to the most, which is comparing your predictions... Versus what actually happened. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so excited. All right. An unearthly child. The doctor will go back to the birth of baby Jesus and discover his birth was of extraterrestrial means. (laughs) Not even even remotely close. Still sounds better than what actually happened. Yeah, no, 100% better than what actually happened. I'm going to give myself a point because they did go back in time. Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) They could have gone to the future. Fine. I'll let the fact that they went back in time and you predicting that, I'll give you 1%. The solid 1% you got on this test. All right, 1%. Next up, the Daleks. Daleks are wallies that pick up human trash, and they come to the conclusion that they should kill humans and leads to a post-apocalyptic Earth. Okay, but was I that wrong? (laughs) I mean, the fact that it was a post-apocalyptic Earth was a little off, but the fact that they were the direct results of a post-apocalyptic event. 
And they kind of yeah. look like Wallies. And they kind of look like Wallies. I'm going to so. give myself a solid 65% on that. I was going to go more like 35, but yeah, sure, 65 <laughs> works. Here we go. The Edge of Destruction. Oh, God. When the Travelers escaped Scarrow, something broke on the TARDIS, and now they're caught in a wormhole spiraling towards the edge of the universe. You were spot the Whoa, fuck that That's one. 100% <laughs> what happened. Yes, it is. <laughs> Damn. Very good. Very good. Now, let's average that out real quick. That is a solid, that is a crisp 65%. That's passing. That is a 65% total. That is a D minus. Well done. <laughs> Marco Polo. The inspiration for Uncharted 2. <laughs> so the travelers will discover Marco Polo in the Himalayas and fight Yetis and they'll discover the Tree of Life and Shangri-La. Not quite. <laughs> I'm going to give myself 45%. I mean, you, they did meet Marco Polo and they, they were meet- in the Himalayas and Barbara did think one of the Mongols was a Yeti, but it turns out he wasn't. But the big twist in, Count- in Uncharted 2 is that the Yetis they are fighting aren't Yetis at all. Damn, you got that's me there. For- that's 45%, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, let's go to the next one. Keys of Marinus. <laughs> Quote, I'm quoting you exactly here. Genuinely have no idea. The inspiration for Kingdom Hearts, and it's about collecting keys for time and space. Okay, but listen, (laughs) how wrong was I? They were collecting keys, they were not for time and space, and it was by no means anywhere close to the bullshit uh, plot contrivances of Kingdom Hearts. 50%. (laughs) What grading scale are you on? (laughs) Anyway, the Aztecs. The doctor will try to loot the city of El Dorado. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> True. Yeah, I, I don't even have a defense for me on that one. That would have been a cool story arc, though. That would have been cool. The Censorites. A metaphorical episode where they go on adventures with the personifications of the five senses. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's not true. But would that episode have been better than the Censorites? I think so. There are actually a couple of predictions uh, that you have that were just straight up better than what we actually watched. (laughs) The Reign of Terror. The Doctor is going to be mistaken for a French Revolution leader and instates the uh, the Reign of Terror. He is mistaken for a French officer. That is true. So you got that. He, uh, he Unfortunately, he does end the Reign of Terror. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the Reign of Terror is already in full swing by the time he gets there. Not bad, though. <laughs> yeah, then we get to the next one. Uh, the Planet of Giants. <clears throat> they arrive on a planet of giants, and after breaking into a giant's home, they accidentally knock him over and kill him, and they get arrested and taken to a giant court and live out the rest of their lives in giant prison. <laughs> in no way shape or form rick and morty definitely not exactly the plot of a rick and morty episode <laughs> <clears throat> the dalek invasion of earth <laughs> i love this one. Oh god i don't even remember the daleks realize they've been genocidal maniacs and have come to the earth to say sorry <laughs> With that one, you were like, okay, it's too obvious. I'm going to do a curveball here. I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm putting it all on red. I would kill to see an episode where 
of Daleks pretending to be diplomatic. Stay tuned. I just want to see a Dalek in a tie and being like, yes, <laughs> we are peaceful. We are, holds up a dictionary with his plunger, peaceful. <laughs> peaceful. The rescue. Quote, the episode you've been waiting for. It's going to be filled with sense and reason and another Time Lord is going to rescue Barbara and Ian from the Doctor. <laughs> that one's 100% wrong. There was no sense. <laughs> there was no reason. <laughs> and if anything, they just kidnapped more people. Yeah, I know. I, actually, at my first 0%. <laughs> <laughs> the Romans. Oh, God. Dennis Spooner read about the Ides of Marts. Ma- the Ides of March and thought this shit's funny. <laughs> um, in sentiment, I still think that that's pretty close to being 100% true. <laughs> okay. This one's actually not too bad. The web planet. The TARDIS is going to get stuck in a web on a bug planet. And the doctor is going to try to convince the alien species that he is also a praying mantis monster and ends up getting eaten by them. <laughs> I would watch that episode. <laughs> you had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the Crusade. It will be like the kingdom. They will be on the front lines massacring people, and Barb will say that the time period is much more complicated than you think it is. Bonus, I then predicted that the Doctor starts the Crusades. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were pretty close to the front line. They were pretty close. That episode was very violent. But they were not the ones massacring people. Yeah, they were not the ones massacring people. Big sad. Yeah. I was... That's a... That's a strong 40%. Yeah, I'll give that one to you. This one's actually pretty good. The Space Museum. Night at the Museum in Space. A collection of things from across the galaxy held in stasis, including Daleks, and they're all going to wake up and have a good time. God, man, that's that, besides them coming to life. That's pretty close. I yeah, the fact the Daleks. fact that they yeah the fact that they had a Dalek on display, I think is it was very impressive. <laughs> the chase, a high speed chase through space and time. Okay, okay. It's also what the movie Speed is based on, and the Daleks <laughs> are going to put a bomb on the TARDIS. <laughs> Which, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they have? a bomb on the TARDIS at one point, but it was like one that the doctor was trying to get working so they could use it on the Daleks. Am I, am I totally making that up? They, they do build a, the Daleks don't put a bomb there. They do build a bomb at one point to kind of use on them. And that's when they get taken to that city or whatever. Right. Cause it still doesn't work. And then they set it off as they're escaping. Yes. Yes. That's right. Cause yeah, that bomb is what happens to uh Steven's prison. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a strong 80%. Yeah, I'd, I'd get that one. The biggest thing to that is... Uh, I'm going to give myself 85%. Because the only thing that technically got wrong was... The Daleks didn't build the bomb. Uh, and we don't know that it didn't inspire the movie Speed. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got me there. <laughs> the Time Meddler. Time is going to get broken. Quote, you split your time twice. That'll make it more references. <laughs> Time is kind of timey-wimey in this episode. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't say it's broken. This next one is, 
I think the strongest contender for I would rather watch what you predicted rather than what we actually got. Galaxy 4. The Doctor and his companions find themselves at a space auction where Lovecraftian aliens are bidding on various things, including a box that has Galaxy 4 in it, and it looks suspiciously like the Milky Way. That's a banger episode right there. That's a banger of an episode, (laughs) and I'm really pissed that what we got was way fucking worse. Yeah, way infinitely worse. Yeah, no, I'd watch that episode every day of the week. (laughs) Doctor Who writers, listen, I've got one episode to write for you. This one's also really good. Another one that I'd be like, I would watch this episode. The Mythmakers. They go back to ancient Greece, and the TARDIS becomes Pandora's box. That would also be a banger episode, actually. Yep. Yep. Solid concept. (laughs) Okay. The Dalek Master Plan. Since the Daleks failed to invade Earth, they've developed a new master plan where they become the zeitgeist of Earth. So it's a heist movie, but instead of stealing an object, they have to steal Christianity and they become the major focal point of the major religions of the world. Another episode I would watch. (laughs) I want to see Dalek Jesus. Um, But not even remotely fucking correct. Not not even even a little. little Not even a little bit. I believe... I believe... uh, what we said was that instead of trying to steal the Declaration of Independence, they were trying to steal the baby Jesus. Yes, basically. The Massacre. <laughs> because I told you that this is the only episode where he travels with just a male companion. Stephen will confess his love to the Doctor and make him uber uncomfortable, and he swears never to ever be alone with a man again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> this one, This one you get some solid points for. The Ark. The TARDIS is Noah's Ark. The Doctor saves a bunch of animals from a flood, and everyone jumps to the conclusion that it was the work of God. I mean, it's like the... I mean, yeah, it's the space ark. Uh, It's not the TARDIS, though. Um, I I get a couple points for that. TARDIS isn't the ark, but Dodo gives them the idea of calling it the ark because based on Noah's Ark, and because they jump forward so far into the future in that episode... They do kind of regard the Doctor as, like, a legend. Yeah. Yeah, especially when they jump forward again on the arc. Yes. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. (laughs) Not too shabby, Caleb. And then we get to the next one. The Celestial (laughs) Toymaker. The inspiration for Toy Story. (laughs) (laughs) There's a man who collects toys, and it turns out they're actually people whenever uh, he's not looking. And the Doctor fading at the end of the arc was... The Doctor's squeaker being broken or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, listen. That's a solid 30%. Because the Celestial Toymaker does have little toys that are real people. (laughs) Very true. Very true. (laughs) Still still no word about the Doctor's squeaker, however. Yeah, still no word about the squeaker. So, except he does get a toothache. He does get a toothache. Uh, Speaking of which, this one was scary. (laughs) <laughs> the the gunfighters a blend of red dead redemption and django unchained where the doctor needs to get rid of his toothache so he goes uh, to the time in history that has the best dentistry ever the wild west there they meet a traveling dentist but he's not really a dentist he's an outlaw that kills slave owners and then it's just django unchained from there besides the slave part that was like eerily accurate <laughs> i know it's like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, aside from the the killing slave owners part. Yeah, that was, was pretty goddamn accurate. Wow, that's kind of freaky. <laughs> <laughs> the Savages. 
They go to a really advanced society, and the Doctor is trying to be a smarmy asshole, but they are all seen as lesser creatures, and they are treated as the savages. Mm, no, not really. Kinda. I mean, the Doctor does act like a smarmy asshole, but that's just a that's just like a yeah, that's a just good what he assumption. Does. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that one was a miss. <laughs> I love this one. The War Machines. The Doctor presses a wrong button, and the TARDIS turns into a giant killing machine bent on destroying all life in time and space. Yeah, I gotta give that one a big zero right there. <laughs> but, I would watch that episode. I would watch that episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds awesome. The Smugglers. The TARDIS is recruited to make the Kessel Run in five parsecs. The Doctor is going to become a drug mule. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> not, not even a little bit. It was a pirate adventure. <laughs> okay, but how was I supposed to know? It was called The Smugglers. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. They didn't really give you anything. Holy shit. Then there's this one. The Tenth Planet. They find the Tenth Planet in the solar system, and the villain is the monk, but he's a cyborg. With the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad honestly <laughs> really not too bad i don't i they don't really look like the cylons even from like the 1970s but my, oh i mean they're basically time well they're not really time lords but they do find the 10th planet they are basically cyborgs but yeah that's that's the end of it i think just overall i think you probably did a good job of predicting i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt 30 percent yeah just overall there were also just some where like i don't know so i just came up with like the craziest thing i could come up with and it, that, that was usually the rick and morty references <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right now we get to the part we're actually looking forward to the most discussing our top and bottom five. Oh god where do we want to start do we want to do like the bottom five and then the top five or do we want to alternate oh i don't know what would be more interesting to you I almost want to alternate. Yeah, let's alternate. I agree. We'll end on a high note. So let's start with the let's start with our fifth least favorite. Our fifth least favorite. Uh for me, one, two, three, four. My fifth least favorite. Drum roll, bum, Marco Polo. Okay. Would you like to give a a, a brief summary as to why? No. <laughs> hey, Marco Polo. Like, I mean, I didn't really like any of the audio dramas yeah but marco polo in particular was a struggle because it was very repetitive it was also our first it, it, it was also our first i think that was tough oh and it's, susan has a fucking like blood oh, yeah. curdling rupture your eardrums screaming it that's a negative yeah. in it no but her, her worst banshee wail happens in this episode so yeah that's 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 a good point um, but overall, the structure is just terrible. It's cyclical. Mm -hmm. Tagana comes up with a plan. It's really dumb, and it's just it getting failed. The companions try to say Tagana is flagrantly fucking evil, and Marco Polo's like, "Nah, he's a chill dude." And then the episode, and then the next episode, Tagana has a bad plan. Uh, uh, companions try to call him out. Marco Polo doesn't believe them, and that is four episodes of that. Yeah, I think I think with a better editor and writer um i think it probably would have worked well as like a like a sci-fi road trip movie yeah but i mean like, but you you could have cut 
four episodes oh, from this arc and missed 100 nothing 100 percent. on that note my fifth my fifth worst is galaxy four yeah that's galaxy four was not much higher up on the list than marco yeah, polo it, it was god i don't want to say it's the most boring one but honestly actually now looking at my list i think it's the most boring one uh because it nothing nothing fucking happens in it it's just the team various formations of the team going back between the three different ships and on a apparently a planet that is about about to be destroyed and it does not feel like it at all Mm-mm. i feel like totally it's just, just another day on this planet yeah no i totally agree and it's just it's boring it's it doesn't even have like a hint of subtext the moral of it is very mm. black and white they, they straight up say the moral yeah and while it wasn't in mine i totally understand why it's a bottom five on that note though fifth favorite for me the keys of marinus really yeah keys of marinus is number five i'm not going to complain that the keys of marinus is in your top five it's just higher in my top five <laughs> the, the, the keys of marinus like it it's good i feel like it's the first kind of like high budget production of the show like mm-hmm. it was the episode where i know it's like oh wow like things look a lot better now yeah I thought the episode structure was great. Uh, this kind of like where there's an overarching plot, but each episode is a self-contained adventure. I really liked that. I didn't like the overarching villain. Yeah, no, the, vil- the villain sucked. And like it was the last episode I of the, it's five episodes, right? It might be six. I think it's six. Of the six episodes, the sixth episode is like not good, like especially compared to the other five in the series. Yeah, very true. So, overall, very strong. It's the first episode where I'm like, hey, I actually kind of like this. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it's almost required to be there. But, yeah, that's my number I, five. I, I agree. I think, I think uh, Keys of Marin is probably the first good one that we encounter, you know, chronologically. Mm-hmm. My number five is The War Machines. Really? Yeah. I, I really like The War Machines. It introduces, I think it's a strong, strong introduction for both Ben and Polly. Mm-hmm. Wotan was a good villain. Even if the actual war machines themselves were fucking stupid looking. <laughs> and uh, I hope you like stories in which the Doctor is having adventures in modern day London. Because, boy howdy, this is really the start of that. <laughs> <laughs> Our yeah. fourth least favorite. Our fourth least favorite, yes. And I'll have plenty to say about the war machines in a bit. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Fourth least favorite is the Crusade. Okay. I like it less than I like Marco Polo. Because whereas I can remember things about Marco Polo, I really have to think about the Crusade <laughs> and what happened in it at all. And that inherently makes it worse than Marco Polo to me. Yeah, that's Because fair. if you're not going to be good, be memorable. And the Crusade was neither. So Yeah, I'll be talking about the Crusade a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> My fourth least favorite is The Edge of Destruction. Uh, I think it's an episode that had a really good premise that they just didn't just drop the ball. They more like just fucking did a touchdown with it because I mean, do I need to tell you how fucking stupid the ending of edge of destruction was like, ah, oh, damn, damn it. I should put more WD 40 on this button. The go yep. back in time button. I <laughs> see the go back in time button is still pressed down. The beginning is like, oh my God, did something get on the TARDIS? Is somebody possessed? They're turning against each other. Oh my God. And it's just like such a letdown mm-hmm. that I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> the Edge of the Destruction is surprisingly high. It's much higher on my overall list than I thought it was going to be. 
Mm. Um, just because though, so here's how I ranked my list. It's very mathematical and scientific. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went through everything in episode order. And I was like, okay, if someone had a gun to my head and I, they said, you have to watch this episode of Doctor Who or this episode of Doctor Who, which one would you pick? And that's how I did my ranking beginning to end. Honestly, that's not, that's not a bad system. I don't think it is. Edge of Destruction went was much higher than I thought it was going to be. Its big upsides are it's only two episodes. Mm-hmm. And it is that first episode, I think, is like genuinely good. And like it yeah. has such great mystery and tension and the music is cool. Yeah, yeah. And the, the reason it's so bad is because it could have been so good. Yeah, like I said, it starts off really strong and then just... It trips halfway through the race and then just decides to leave. Like, it doesn't even trip at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would describe it as, like, it's like it's got an uphill battle of being good because it's coming off of, you know, the Daleks, which the first episode, the first Daleks arc is not great. Yeah. Uh, so it's got an uphill battle of being good at all. And then it kind of is. You know, like, oh, shit, it's getting up over the hill. And then it just falls and rolls down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Fourth best. Um, This one surprised me, too. Uh, The Ark. Oh. Okay. I yeah. am also surprised that that, one, that one's on your top five. Uh, yeah, I thought it, looking back on it, and especially comparing it to other episodes, kind of like live and being like, which one would I pick? The arc has a solid structure and like a good like pace to it. And it has some interesting concepts. I like the fact that they go forward in time and they kind of see the aftermath of the woolly things. I don't remember what they're called. Uh, the uh, monoids. The monoids. I like seeing that. It's moral is still like kind of like stupidly black and white, but there's some like really great moments and like all the and some of the most of the moments that are bad are also funny. So I'm looking at my overall ranking and uh the arc is definitely up there. It didn't quite crack my top five, but it it's my seventh favorite, so like I, I also really enjoyed the arc. Uh so yeah, so that's it. I, I, I think it's overall what it's obviously it's in my top five. It's one of the most well rounded arcs of the first era Mm -hmm. Uh, my number four is the gunfighters really yeah (laughs) i i mean i i fucking love the gunfighters it was very cleverly written and the i mean maybe i'm a little biased because i watched it while i was watching it with you and libby so it was just a much more fun experience than me just sitting in the dark watching it by myself on my laptop but uh, uh i just it had a lot of great moments Doc Holiday might be one of my favorite, for lack of a better word, NPCs that they've met. <laughs> <laughs> and while the music might have been annoying, watching you get annoyed by the music was way, was just <laughs> overshadowed any sort of annoyance I had. So that was half the entertainment value right there. Gunfighters is number nine out of the top ten for me. Really? I'm surprised Gunfighters is not in your top five. Uh, Yeah, no, spoilers, it's not. Um, the more I, the more I thought about it, because uh, like it's true, there are great moments in it. But is it bad that the more I thought about the music, the more I was like, I can't do that again. <laughs> There's the the point in our podcast episode where um I said I'm gonna have the song be the intro, and you're like, don't you dare! And I was like, okay. And then I put the song as the intro. Of the podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, because because I was I was listening and comparing stuff. I was like, all right, do I. Would I rather watch the Aztecs or the Gunfighters? And this is actually one of my toughest picks because the Aztecs is above the Gunfighters because I was like, uh, Ian fighting, bunch of rambly bullshit, or that fucking song again. 
Aztecs. <laughs> a- Aztecs was this close to cracking my top five. It is a very close sixth on my on my ranking list. Yeah, but the, in case you're wondering what episode I decided to not tolerate over the song was the Planet of Giants. Ah, uh, well, what was your what was your third worst? My third worst. Okay, this is the one that's gonna surprise you actually, because it surprised the hell out of me. Okay. My third worst episode is the Dalek Master Plan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that is surprising. Is it just because of the length? Is it because of that one joke episode? What what caused it to be this low on your list? It was multiple things. It uh, the length was a big part of it. That 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 is fair. But it's also the length combined with the fact that the last half of it is horrible. Yeah. That's uh true. relentlessly horrible until like the last five minutes of the last episode. So yeah, wow, there's so there was so much I liked about it at first. And yeah, and then the Christmas episode <laughs> is revolting to me. The Christmas episode I I barely even consider part of the story. It was such a non thing. <laughs> the Christmas episode, if it was his own non linear thing, would be my like one point five least favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but it was the length, it was the relentlessly bad later half, and I was like, could I tolerate other episodes over that? Yeah, actually, I could tolerate almost every other episode over that. Okay. And there's only two other episodes in this whole fucking show that I would rather not watch than listen to four and a half hours of the Dalek Master Plan again. That is, that is absolutely fair. Oh, and then the audio aspect of it, too, because like, I have goldfish brain, and like, it's hard for me to focus. So Yeah. Uh, my third least favorite is the reign of terror yeah that doesn't surprise me that that's in your bottom five yeah it's not just the fact that it was the setting and i didn't understand that that's on me that's not on the episode the thing that i didn't like about it was just how much it just felt like a prolonged game of musical chairs Mm -hmm. and just uh, between that and focusing on a whole bunch of political shit that had nothing to do with any of our main characters it really did it very much had the feeling of, oh my god, are we done yet? Mm-hmm. For me. No, I totally get that. Um, god, there's so much going back to the prison. So much. So much going back to the prison, go back to the headquarters. Susan is sick for literally no reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not going to complain about the fact that there's less Susan, but why was she cut out for so much? Carolyn Ford was not on vacation. They were just like, We don't know what to do with her. She's like sick or something. I think the reason I appreciate the Reign of Terror a lot more because like it's in my is it in my top half? It's it's right there. It's dead center in the list for me. Mm. And I think the reason I appreciate it more than I appreciate a lot of other episodes is like this is the first episode where I felt like we were learning about the Doctors and their companions' limited impact on time, uh, yeah. supposedly. Yeah. Because like the fact that you know they tried to prevent them killing Robespierre and everything. And the doctor's like, you can't prevent time. We're, we're kind of just like witnesses to it. I liked that concept. And I like that concept enough to not hate the arc. That is fair. That is fair. Especially since, did this happen immediately before, after the Aztecs? It wasn't immediately after the Aztecs, but it was very close. Yeah. Cause I know like Barbara even mentions, I was like, yes, I know. Can't mess with history. I know I tried that with the Aztecs. But I think I think where I appreciated this like that concept more in this episode over the Aztecs was uh, uh, obviously Barb was like a demigod or whatever in the Aztecs and like she had some or at least she tried to exert some sort of influence over society. Uh, in this one, we saw like real historical events kind of play out, 
And yeah, I, I don't know. It was interesting seeing that and like realizing that they couldn't really do anything about it. Not really something that ever gets brought up again, but... I mean, it might get brought up again later. Who knows? A third favorite. Third favorite for me is the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, spoilers, Dalek Invasion is on my list. Uh, why is it third for you? Um, well, we'll get into why certain episodes are better than it. But what I, li- what I like about it is, like, it's everything from the Daleks, but better. Um, the Daleks yeah. are not bumblingly useless. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they just show up and kill people. That's cool. As the first real, what I would describe, action sequence in the show. And it wasn't horribly done. Yeah. And then we got our first moment of the show where I was like, oh, wow, that was actually really sweet. Yeah. Um, in the form of the doctor saying goodbye to Susan, and then it gets the best thing about that <laughs> episode. <laughs> Susan leaves the show. Yeah, yeah. So it's still entirely too long, but... I'm willing to bet that our number one and number three are just swapped, because my number three is The Chase. Hmm. Because I really like The Chase, obviously. Um, it's my number three. Um, <laughs> Ian and Barbara's... Ian and Barbara's exit was great. I always love it anytime there's an episode where they are going to multiple places, so the pacing kind of has to be quicker. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect. I love just how unrelenting the Daleks were. I love the introduction of Steven. I'm not as big of a fan of the Mechanoids as you seemed to be. But yeah, I think the chase was just overall a very, very solid episode. Uh, yeah, no, it's really good. I've got my own thoughts about it when I'm bringing up the chase, but yeah. 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 It's a solid episode. It's a real, one of the few, like, if someone was going to be like, hey, I'm thinking about watching Doctor Who, old classic Who, <laughs> me, you know, they're talking to me, the master, they, the experienced <laughs> yeah, yeah. one. Totally. And they were like, I want to watch the Hartnell era. I would be like, don't watch the Hartnell era. Watch these episodes from the Hartnell era. And this would be one yeah. of them. So. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, second worst. Second worst for me, and we're getting close to the point where like it's similar. I think mine is just one higher than yours, and that's the web planet. Hmm. <laughs> the I web mean, planet is. I'll be talking the web about planet. it here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's the web planet. It. I, I think the web planet has a very strong first episode. I besides the annoying noise the Zarbi make, I hmm. really like the first episode of. Uh, the web planet i took a screenshot of it watching on my phone because i was like i like the way that is shot i like the way that's filmed and then it just 100 percent did not do anything else after that and it even has a cool concept of like you know the lovecraftian animus villain that's great why is it so fucking terrible yeah um and then um oh the what are they uh the monoptra the monoptra the mo- more than the sensorites, the most annoying alien species we met in this whole show. Mm-hmm. Without a fucking doubt, I cannot stand the Monoptra. That's one of the few episodes where I was like, oh my god, I hope the bad guys win. I hope they just fucking massacre <laughs> these beasts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll go into more detail here in a minute. My second least favorite is The Crusade. Uh, because yeah. si- similarly to what you said, a lot of it is really forgettable. The parts that I do remember are awful. The parts where Barbara is uh, taken and forced to be in Elakir's uh, harem. The part where 
Ian is tied down and put uh, honey on his chest so the ants will eat him alive. The parts where King Richard is an asshole. Literally the only good part of that entire story is uh, Vicky's freak out that she's worried the doctor's going to leave her behind. Yeah. That is the good moment of that entire story. Everything else is either forgettable or fucking awful. It's an offensively bad episode. So. Yeah. All right, your second favorite. My second favorite is The Chase, actually. The Chase is not my number one. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> the The caveat being, uh, like, it's a... <sighs> I, I'm so wishy-washy on everything. It is genuinely a toss-up, though, on, like, whether or not Sarah's death at the end of the Dalek Master plan or just the fucking battle between the Mechanoids and the Daleks... And the whole planet coming down, being my favorite moment in the show. I, I think I think it's this moment because I can actually see it. I'm telling you, Mac. When I was watching the dogs just go in, they're just like fucking shooting everything. The planet's blowing up. Everything's on fire. You see Steven going through the woods, screaming for the doctor. My fucking brain was just shooting off adrenaline <laughs> in my brain, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, this is fucking cool. This is what I want this whole goddamn show to be. And I have a weird feeling that it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not yet. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the chase has so many good moments. It's still a little long. Yeah. I am really interested to see what your number one is now. I went online and found a, uh, uh, one of those tier list makers and it had first doctor adventures and my top two are in my S rank. These are the two episodes where I'd be like, even if you've never watched Doctor Who, I would recommend these. And my number two is The Keys of Marinus. Yep. I was wondering when it was going to come up. <laughs> yep. The Keys of Marinus, I absolutely adore. Uh, I've talked about how much I adore it regularly on this show. The pacing, the fact that, like, if you... There are several people online, I've noticed, who absolutely hate Keys of Marinus. Like, we have some hot fucking takes, my friend, because we like a whole lot of episodes that the fandom at large seems to hate, and vice versa. Really? Yeah. Uh, So there's a lot of people who are like, oh my god, the Keys of Marinus sucks. To all of those people who are listening to this, I recommend one thing. Watch the Keys of Marinus again, and think of it as a and d game. If you go into it thinking the mentality of this is a D&D game and this is one of the DM's first ever sessions, it will become so much better. I love the sp- I love the pacing. I love how uh each episode is its own adventure. I love I love the fact that the last two episodes the last the second to last episode and the first half of the last episode are basically just Doctor Who Ace Attorney. I love <laughs> I love that episode where they're being uh, controlled by uh, the brains. That's a great episode. There's just so many bizarre things that happen in the episode where they're in the mountains that I'm like, what the fuck is this? I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this is the fucking like Knights Templar. Yeah, the Knights Templar the... surrounding a frozen block that for whatever reason has a pipe leading into it <laughs> that will thaw it. Yeah, no, it's completely fucking ridiculous. And I love it because it feels like a DM coming up with their first puzzle and not actually thinking how the puzzle would make sense in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, the only thing that brings it down at all is the fact that the uh, main villain sucks. 
The main villain's a non-entity. Mm-hmm. Cool mask, though. Cool mask. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. The Keys of Marinus is a great episode. I don't want anyone to think that because it's my fifth favorite that I somehow think badly of it. I love the Keys of Marinus. And I really just wish the show would just stick to that fucking structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a loose overarching... And, like, sometimes they do. I actually think my most of my top favorites are basically that structure. Yeah. Well, there's an overarching plot, but each episode is its own mini thing that sort of kind of connects to the adventure. I think that makes the show work. It makes the pacing so much fucking better. Yeah, no, Keys of Maris is great. I totally... I have mad respect for being your number two. I'm wondering what your number one is. Hmm... Hmm. Speaking of number ones, what is your least favorite episode, Caleb? Oh, God. What is your least favorite episode, Caleb? What's my least favorite episode, Mag? Um, Celestial Toymaker. No, and not even remotely. The Celestial Maker Toymaker is actually dead center. Obviously, it's <laughs> the fucking Romans. Oh, my God. I hate this episode. I would have been fucking floored if the Romans was not your least favorite. <laughs> What what can I say about this episode? <laughs> I mean, I just go back just go back and listen to our episode about it. Uh, you'll know what I think about this episode. I am offended by this episode. I've never been so offended by a piece of media in my fucking life. And this show has a yellow face and black face. <laughs> but this is the episode where I'm like, this is too fucking far. <laughs> so is it just the fridge moment? Is it just the I'm, fridge I'm moment? Not, okay, listen. The fridge moment is a solid 50% of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> its own premise doesn't make sense to me. We're going to write a comedy about the Romans. Uh, let's start off with, I don't know, Barb and Ian getting sold into slavery. Ian almost fucking drowning on a boat. That's hilarious, right? Yeah. And then I get it. Oh, my. It's a comedy of errors. Vicky's supposed to say, Doctor, you can't do that. And then he does it anyway. I just, ugh, I hate it so much. Maybe I'm just uncultured swine. I did just look it up. In, in retrospect, really should have looked this up sooner. The musical, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, actually came out in 1962. So it's entirely possible that this episode was very much inspired by that musical. Hmm. That being said, I do recommend the musical. It is very good. It's actually funny as opposed to the Romans. Yeah. Like I said, the only good thing about this episode is the Dr. Loki burning down Rome. (laughs) Because, like, that's just so fucking crazy on character for him. Anything I like about the Romans is just the Doctor and Vicky. The fact that both Ian and Barbara get sold into slavery and Barbara is almost sexually assaulted is not a good look. (laughs) Not a good look at all. I fucking hate this episode so much. And this is to the point where if someone has a gun to my head and they're like, you have to watch this episode of Doctor Who and this episode of Doctor Who and it gets to the Romans, I'm like, just fucking shoot me. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) All right. Well, my least favorite is is the web planet. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, steal your line. What the fuck can you say about the web planet? Every single aspect of this episode annoys the absolute shit out of me. The mon- uh, the monopter manner of speaking. The Zarbies fucking... Like, the, their cricketune sounding ass. The fact that there's not Vaseline, Vaseline smeared on the lens at all times. The fact that the villain just kind of lets the Doctor do whatever he wants, and then he gets thwarted by... Ian entering the room? 
I have I still to this day have absolutely no idea how the fuck they beat the villain. I think <laughs> I I genuinely think that they wrote themselves into a corner, had no idea what to do, and then they just wrote uh and then the animus dies. <laughs> Shakespeare style. He dies. <laughs> I cannot think of one singular thing about the web planets that I like except maybe the costume design, but costume design does not a good episode make. It's true. Yeah, yeah, the web planet is horrible. It's a horrible episode. It's not as bad as the Romans, though. Frankly, Meg, <laughs> I'm afraid that the Romans isn't in your bottom five. <laughs> yeah, well, get used to disappointment. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, to uh, cleanse our palate, what, yeah, is, what is your number one favorite episode? I am genuinely curious. The War Machines. Huh, okay, yeah, no, that, make, that makes sense. Now that now that I'm thinking about it, because you were because you were talking about how much you love the War Machines when we watched it, and it was not in your top five. So yeah, that makes sense. Why do you love the War Machines so much? I I mean I do I genuinely I genuinely like this episode and everything I don't like about it I think is funny. So actually, there's only and this this is to the show's benefit. There's only one thing in this episode that just openly pisses me off. Is it Dota's departure? There's two things in this episode that openly <laughs> piss me off. Dodo's departure, because, like, it's a huge fuck you, and just like, a, a what? <laughs> okay. But uh, as much as I love Dodo, I didn't love her that much, so it's kind of whatever. She was only there for a couple of adventures. But there's a, at the end of episode three, the war machine is coming at the doctor. And at the start of episode four, it just stops for some reason, and they don't really explain why. Mm-hmm. Um, and that annoyed me. But, frankly, that was it. And everything else that I didn't really like about the episode was kind of hilarious. Like, how stupid the war machines were. And how every time it fucking turned left or right in that uh, warehouse, it kept hitting that fucking overhang line. (laughs) I don't know why. I thought that was great. But Wotan is a great villain. Polly and Ben are just fucking SS-tier companions. (laughs) I love Polly and Ben. Ben is an idiot in this episode, and that's actually a good thing. Like when he's trying to get when he's trying to get out and Polly is brainwashed by the war machines. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to get out and she actively stops him from doing it and then he gets caught and he's being dragged away. He's like, Polly, get out of here while you can <laughs> God tier moment. Yeah. Yeah. I've already talked about why I like the war machines, but I agree. It's it's very it's very good. But it's greatly paced. It has it also has like a really sinister tone and like the intros it did for the episodes were amazing. The intros were cool. Like I, I honestly thought that that one was gonna end with uh with that being William Hartnell's final episode because it was just so different than everything else that had come before it. It it, it had much more of a finale feel to it. Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one. And while it doesn't have my favorite moment, it is my favorite episode. Yeah, my favorite episode is the Dalek invasion of Earth. Hmm. I went back and forth for so long as to which one I thought was better, Kizamarinus or this. But uh, just the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, I enjoyed the Kizamarinus a lot in spite of a lot of things. But the Dalek Invasion of Earth, I was just like, it's just good. It's just good television. Like, I could, I'm not sure I can actually think of a single complaint that I have for the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Because it was just... <sighs> Susan's departure, obviously, very good. Even, even, even bit characters in the episode like the guy that ian was running with for a while who went to go save his brother and then they found that his brother had become a metalhead 
and they fight each other and his dying word, his last shred of humanity was saying his brother's name. Like that was good. I like, I like Barbara's moment of trying to buy time by just describing other, other wars to the Daleks. I like, I like Barbara's moment of smashing <laughs> the Daleks. Blood. <laughs> yeah. I like the fucking uh, showdown between the Daleks and that, uh, that guy in the wheelchair. I like, I like the fact that Susan's relationship with um, David is actually has fucking buildup, uh, actually has chemistry, um, myth makers. And I like, yeah, the Daleks, as opposed to the last episode, the Daleks actually feel like a threat in this one, which I feel like they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it has so, so many good little morsels to it. And it has, I can't think of a single bad moment. Mm-hmm. I, I take it back. There is one, and that's I forget which episode it was, but they're like they're being backed up against the cliff. It's the cliffhanger. They're like uh this monster is going after them. They're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? And then the episode starts and it shows that same scene of, oh my god, what are they gonna do? And then it cuts to monster, and then it comes back to them, and there's just a lift there that was not there before. And they're like, we'll get into this lift. And I'm like, no, <laughs> what? No, that wasn't there. Shut up. <laughs> That's the one moment that I didn't like. <laughs> That's okay. The show, uh, the episodes are allowed one. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just absolute chef's kiss. Like I might go back and just rewatch it because I feel like watching it. And that and keys of Marinus are the only two episodes that I feel like I can really say that about. <laughs> the Dalek invasion is top tier. And I, I feel similar to you as I feel about the War Machines. Like, the, my top five are all episodes I could rewatch. The War Machines, I kind of want to rewatch. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good sign. That's it for this episode, guys. If you like the podcast, the best thing you can do to help us out is give us a five-star review and tell your friends about it. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major podcast networks. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at QuickTripDW. And if you want to follow Mac and I specifically, you can follow Mac at Mac the Meh and Caleb at CLB underscore Clark. Also, be sure to check out Mac's YouTube channel, also called Mac the Meh, where he does insightful video essays about video games. And join us next time on a quick trip through space and time in which Caleb gets a quick glimpse into the future as we watch the one new Who episode that stars the first Doctor in Twice Upon a Time. What did you say, my boy? It's all over. It's all over. That's what you said. No. But it isn't all over. It's far from being all over. What are you talking about? I must get back to the TARDIS. Immediately. All right, Doctor. Let's go now. Want me to go back and say goodbye or anything? No. No, I must go at once. Oh, well, you better have this. We don't want you catching your death of cold. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Good. Keep warm. <laughs>